Well, well, since since I'm deep in the medicine work, my myself, I would say, when you when you drink ayahuasca and doesn't show you anything new, you're pretty much aligned and already a conduit uh, of life force running through you, right? And expressing life itself through you, um, again, like as a conduit. You know, this is where I love this. Um, like quote from Albert Schweitzer, I'm live in the middle of life, mm -hmm. wanting to live. Ich bin Leben, das Leben ist inmitten von Leben, das Leben ist. And for me, the translation of the deep inner work, and I would say also the greatest gift, and also the challenge sometimes of working with sacred uh, plants is that especially mother ayahuasca is very uncompromising to show you as the, that individual human being making the human experience if you are aligned mm -hmm. and if you are aligned i would agree that there really is not not so that much. much more, you know, there's that, 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 that there's not even a peak experience left, right? It's, it's more you're witnessing life happening um, through you. Let's, I have the feeling that's the perfect bridge uh, to the, to the Hunikuen. And I don't want to make it exotic, but I want to evoke a certain sense of curiosity and fascination but also vulnerability within the listeners. I've never been to the Amazon rainforest through you and us working together. I will, I will visit the Hunikuen and it's actually the first dream of my childhood to, to, to visit uh, indigenous people in the Amazon rainforest. And I think a lot of people carry this dream so I'm curious how your encounter happened and why are you deepening the bonds? And then also just explaining where are you, where are we standing with the project of the land purchase and why is that of utter importance of, yeah, in this moment and space? Yeah, as I said, first it's uh, nine years ago that I went for the first time together with my pregnant daughter. She was pregnant at the time. And we, we came there and to a festival that was a festival for the Huni Queen themselves. And there were not very many foreigners. And um, it is, I, I, how can I say? What I, I think it's a, Really, it's a fountain or a spring, nascente, and a quelle. It's a, of inspiration and colors and music, and also uh, what it means to be, to live a life close to nature. For me, this is very important. For example, I'm, I'm so inspired about just to watch the Muni Queen women, how they are with their children. It's, it's, for me, it's like, yes, yes, yes. That's, it feels, it, I, it's, a, it's a 
For me, it's a pleasure just to watch it. I feel so happy to see this um, because it's like a, it's like a memory. I feel like it, it helps us to, to connect with our own um, um, collective memory of how, how it can be between um, adults and children, for example, because children are never, this is a something that really touches my heart deeply. If you have a political reunion, for example, in, in one of the villages, there will always be children running around. The children will not be, no, no, this is important stuff here. No, no children allowed. You know, I mean, all this separation we have in our society, in a village, you see, it's not, it's not there, this separation, and it's, it feels healing. It feels healing to see that children don't need toys. Uh, children just do what the adults do. That's anyway what they want to do. And, uh, and the adults make it possible. And it's like, a, it's, it's a much more, a lot of things are more uh, artgerecht, I would say. And I'm not a person who is too romantic about the, the indigenous hero. No, 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 no. I see also a lot of problems and I see a lot of uh, bad things. But if you ask me why, why am I inspired by the Huni Queen, these are the points. So it's the 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 physical bodies they have because they are moving their bodies, they are using their bodies for their daily life. Nobody needs to do sport. It's a, it's a totally different kind of life and it's so connected with uh, nature. And you, this alone for me is really, uh, is a, such a, um, a gift of inspiration that it is possible as humans to live like this. And not that like far away from nature and doing everything to get it out of our world and to be surrounded by technic, technical stuff. This is, um, so for me, it's like, a, it nourishes my soul. It nourishes my body. It gives me a lot of, um, um, yeah, it reconnects me with, with what is really important and you, you understand you are a part of this nature, really. So this is my personal love affair, so to speak, with the Huni Queen. And I love the paintings, I love the music, I love the songs. I got so used to it. it for me, it's like, it feels already like... Um, even though when you hear it for the first time, it's quite strange. I mean, it's not the sounds that we usually hear. Um, so for me now, it's became so familiar that I feel when I hear something like this, I feel already at home. I feel very happy. And um, yeah, that's uh, so the... I know, I know this feeling. Thing. I know this feeling very much, right? Because when, when we're sitting in ceremony and we listen to the Icaros, um, or even just something from these cultures, obviously this, this like resonates uh, always and gives us this like deep feeling of being home. With I, I really just want to stretch this. Let's 
please, Alexandra, let's please not be overly uh, romantic. Um, so um, I'm very curious on the critical parts because I know you're especially working with the um, women and the, the female elders. Um, let's, let's sketch a bit of the like, I would not say bad, but maybe the the, the critical part, yeah, the because problem. I think we don't help the indigenous if we romanticize. No, definitely not. I mean, for, absolutely. I'm a very um, um, clear in that. So the problem is the Huni Queen have been decimated in the times of the when they have been um, conquered. You know, they have been decimated until let's say 1980s. And um, and they are um, they are only contacted for about eighty to hundred years. That's also important to know. So then they have had a very hard time. And in the nineties, um, in the with Lula, also things got a lot better in the two thousands. So from then on, they they now try to really to because it was like a genocide. We must think, we must be aware. There were so many uh, indigenous people have been killed in Brazil that for them it's important to, to uh, for their population to become a little bit more people again. Because, and they are one of the biggest ethnic, ethnic group in the Amazon and they are about 20,000 people. So it's not really a lot, but it's a huge group for the indigenous people of Brazil. So they try to, to, uh, to be here, we are here. So um, that is one thing. So they become, they have a lot of children and there are a lot of people, young people. So, but they are not able to live their traditional lives anymore because they cannot be, they are no longer nomads. So they have to settle. So when they have to settle, they cannot, only live from hunting. How? Because if they lived from hunting, they would be moving in the forest. And um, so we have all these, just to, 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 for the problems I will now uh, name, we have to have these circumstances in mind. So they have relatively small territories, exploding villages, and what are all these young people going to do? So what they do now, um, as the foreigners come and are fascinated by their traditions and by ceremonies, um, they all want to, they all start singing, uh, guitar playing, and they want to become Pagé, because Pagé means I can go, I can travel, I earn a lot of money. So um, this is what happened the last decade, let's say, that a lot of them, um, traveled Brazil or traveled, started traveling also other continents and became very, uh, um, yeah, became, how can I say, they became pages without being a page, without, they did not study for years together uh, with an elder, no, it's not true. They, uh, they, they, they see how I have to do it and they go and they say, I'm a page and they, and then the, the, the Brazilian or the Europeans or the Americans people, they are like, oh, Pagé, with their spiritual, and, and they put too much, um, they put them on a, on a high, uh, 
tableau which kind of um, is not good for them at all. And for me, it's a little bit this, um, how can I say, it's like a, what you keep is the distance. When you suppress the people, or as they did in the beginning, they, they, they enslaved them or they killed them, you keep the distance to them by putting them down. Now, by putting them up, it's again, you keep the distance. That's not what they need. It's not what they want. It's, made, it's for them, it's very strange. In Jordan, the Brazilians will still look down on them. And then the Europeans come and, or the Americans and make a, make, make, put them on a throne. And all that is crazy, but it happens a lot. It happens a lot. All these spiritual seekers in North America and Europe, they say, just see an indigenous person. Oh, it's a shaman, he has all the knowledge. No, he has not all the knowledge. Uh, it's not true. I mean, you have to be a little bit, uh, I don't know, uh, to, to feel who, who is a really a spiritual shaman and most of them are not. So, um, so they go out, they travel, they earn a lot of money and they come back and they spend it and it doesn't necessarily go to the, to the tribe. So that's um, why we are, because this is getting more and more and only the men are called. Um, and also the, the spiritual seekers don't even notice what's happening with the women there. They are so uh, spiritual uh, knowledge, want to, then they be, are, themselves are treated like men even also when it's uh, um, people from outside women, and they don't even notice that we have to support the women if we want to the Huni Queen to survive, because it's it's uh, the Huni Queen women. They care for the community. They keep the life going, and they are very more. They're much more. It's much easier to work with them. They will do what they say, they are much more, um, they are not, how can I say, also so um, influenced maybe by the Brazilian way of being a macho. Um, it's a, so there is a, uh, there is a serious problem. Uh, we can see that uh, the Brazilian culture has turned the Huni Queen into a very patriarchal tribe. Uh, and you can see that there is old habits that show that there was something else below. But in a culture that has no written words, you can cut uh, the lines very easily. And within two generations, things get really lost. Um, this is something yeah, that we maybe underestimate. For example, it's still like that if a Huni queen marries a Huni queen woman, he will move into the woman's family. This is a typical not patriarchal uh, system. So you see below there is, there is much more balanced life, but the, the people who came there in the Amazon, you can imagine that these rubber uh, um, um, takers, they were only guys, they were not the nicest guys, and we can imagine what they did to the women. So the, all the Huni Queen learned from them to suppress the women. If you want to 
survive in our society, you have to, and that's what they do. That, so that's why I say um, the women have, a, they are very strong. You can feel the strength of the women. And also, of course, there are some of the elders who are very empowered. Um, and um, I'm, I'm, if I want to support, of course, the, the future for the Huni Queen, I can see, really see that we have to invest in the women in order to not this society drifts apart because the, the men, when they travel, they learn better to speak better Portuguese. The women speak less Portuguese. And, and so what we do in Living Gaia is that we um, work with the women. We, make, we even make the ceremonies with women leadership. And I can also really say that the, it's much more soft ceremonies and it's not such a, it's, it's extremely important also for the spiritual balance, which we need in the world. We need more female teachers. We need more female energy in the ceremonies. And the, the, some of the pages, they are very male. It's a very male way of leading ceremonies. And um, we are, as I said, we are trying to support the women also as shamans and um, and it's also happening already. We, they, they are traveling also. We also call them for traveling. And because also more and more people ask for the female spiritual energy because the world really needs it. But if you have both, oh, them, oh, if you have the women and the men, the men will always dominate. And the women will still you know, they will still, uh, um, yeah, be submissive. How, how interesting that you're sitting in an electronic room with a guy, but I have not changed my, my shaman working with ayahuasca and it's a woman since 10 years. So 